Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball's Group Therapy. My name is Kirk Henderson, and I'm editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyball.com. Thank you for joining me. It is Wednesday night, November 23rd. For those who are in the room, for those listening on Thanksgiving Day, thank you for choosing to spend part of your day processing the fact that the Celtics just whooped the Mavericks' ass. Uh, 125 to one. 12. So, I'm getting the sense, mainly from the number of people who have already requested to speak, that you guys are mad. And I think you would maybe reasonably assume that I am mad. And before we start bringing people up on stage, let's just work this through a little bit. I am not mad. I am... I'm at least pleased that the Mavericks attempted to make it a little bit of a ball game after getting blown off the floor in the first half. Where I'm a little bit surprised, I guess I'm not that surprised because we've seen it a lot in these these first 17 games, is the defense being as poor as it is. Um, I don't know how you fix this. I really don't. Reggie's been pretty bad. Dorian has been equally as on-off. I think Josh Green's been pretty good. Dwight plays hard, but can't do it. Luca doesn't. Luca saves his energy. Spencer is often really poor. Um, he lets guys go past him for whatever reason, and there's not really backup guards. So they've they built a team that isn't actually capable of. Well, let me let me think about this. They have they have a team that isn't really capable of playing the way they want to play without more minutes from Maxi Kleba, who's currently injured. And they bring in Christian Wood, who we'll get to him. He had a really good offensive game. But defensively, guys, he is a mess at times. He was real bad tonight. Now the Celtics are a bear to guard because they play, you know, five out offense. They move the ball around. I don't know if you saw his talk Franco's uh touch time chart from today the Celtics basically have an incredibly balanced offense so they're sort of built to expose what Dallas uh, uh, they're, they're built to expose a defense like Dallas which has some good defenders and multiple poor defenders um, so I'm, I, I find myself not super annoyed I mean we did get our first plus uh, 30 plus minute game from Christian Wood which was interesting I think there's a lot of good in what he did but also a lot of I understand why uh, at times it's difficult to play him because he just he just doesn't know what to do defensively um, all right so let's talk this one through I don't really want to hang out forever here you know we all got places to be for Thanksgiving but if you guys want to hang out for a while we can um, coming up first I got uh, I got my guy Dalton who who is who has his own shows over over at DallasBasketball.com, but is pissy enough to come in here and talk. So, Dalton, I, I have a feeling you have something to get off your chest. I'll let you go first. Hit that unmute button. Okay, there we go. <laughs> okay, look, if my, if my audio is shitty, I'm sorry. No, you're good. I'm out in the middle of nowhere right now. But anyway, uh, first off, happy Thanksgiving, early Thanksgiving. Uh, hope you all have a great time tomorrow. I know I am. I'm going to enjoy forgetting about the Dallas Mavericks until Saturday. Um, but, you know, look, this is this is something we kind of saw coming. Uh, the Celtics are the best team in the league right now. Uh, they're playing at home. You know, the last three times the Mavs and Celtics uh, had played, 
They got beat by Luca at the buzzer twice, and they got beat by Spencer Dinwiddie, last-second shot. (laughs) You you know there was, like, some pent-up aggression because of that (laughs) sitting in the back of their minds, like, hey, we're going to beat these guys so bad that it doesn't come down to that this time. Uh, So, I mean, it's – you kind of expected it, but it was just yet another reminder of how limited this Mavs roster is and, you know, how much lack of help Luka has because nobody else on the team is able to dribble or create their own shot. Uh, Christian Wood can do that. He showed that tonight. He had a, like you said, just an excellent offensive game, even though his defense was terrible. Um, he can also stand to stop committing so many fucking offensive fouls. Like, his well, offensive fouls are obvious. Like, stop shoving people to the ground, friend. Well, I mean, look, they are, but, I mean, so are Jason Tatum's I, I appreciate the aggressiveness. Like, I'm trying to take it in the spirit of things, but it's offensive fouls are all – like, he, he looks really confused when he gets called for them, and it's like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, look, some, some of them are obvious. I think some of them are kind of ticky-tack, you know, yeah. uh, especially yeah. when you have guys like – uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum pushing off every other play sure. and nothing gets called. So, I mean, I mean, at this point, I just expect any screen to be called an offensive foul on the Mavericks. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, look, it's, just, it's just another reminder of how limited the roster is. Uh, Luca is amazing, but I mean, this team has play in team written all over it right now. And yep. I don't know yep. what the fix is. I mean, you know, if they're not going to go out and make a trade, We've talked about this before. I mean, I'd like to see them give their younger guys a shot. I know you don't think Jaden Hardy's ready, and, you know, a lot of people around the Mavericks don't think he's ready to be thrown into the fire, so to speak, so early. But I'd like to see it. Like, you know, I understand if why you'd like to see it. I just think that's I think that's admitting that you're seeding this season, and I don't think the Mavericks can – I don't think they can do that. I don't think you can tell think- Luca that you're quitting this early. I disagree. I think it can be tried out for a couple of games at the very least. And then if it doesn't work, you know, send him back to the G League and, you know, have him do the up and down thing and you you, you don't worry about it. But they've got to try something. You can't just you can't just keep doing this whole thing where they end up just barely over 500 at the end of the year. Sure. And then in the play in tournament, you're just hoping your role players have a good shooting night instead of what. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Reggie Bullock are currently doing. That's the and I mean, look, I, I, you know me. I, I usually get up for all of these games. I love watching the Mavs. Usually, I have not had fun watching this team play this year, aside from Luca specifically. Like I just, the joy seems sucked out. I've had more fun watching the Texas Legends play than I have you know, watching the Dallas Mavericks. And I want that to change going forward, but I'm not exactly I'm not exactly sure what they do from here. But anyway, I won't take up more of your time. I know other people want to talk. Appreciate it, Kirk. Sure thing. Have a happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Talk soon. All right. Now we're gonna fly through some folks, but you know what? It's early. So if you guys do actually want to talk, I don't mind. I'm here. Um I want to go watch Andor. That's about all I want to do tonight. All right, guys, uh, coming up next, um, we're going to let Mr. Dang go next because I always call him up late, and it's purely by accident, just running through people. Doe, what you got tonight? Give him a second to find that unmute button. He's probably shocked that I called on him. Are you sure that was Dalton Trigg? Holy cow, that was so optimistic. 
Oh, well, you know, he's, he's, he's Dalton. He's, he's, you know, he's everybody ever. There's a reason I'm in like nine group chats with him because you need that. You need that friend who tells you it's going to be okay. I appreciate that. I, I do too. But you know, what can we expect? I mean, if we're going to be losing it against, you know, bad teams and looking inept, when we face a team that's halfway good, even though they're in the Eastern conference with a 12 and four record. Well, know, they might be the best team in the league right now. Yeah, I don't know. Into the mic a little more, man. Sorry, you're not registering. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. There we go. Uh, That's you know, better. You know what they picked up that we should have picked up? Another ball handler. Well, they run. J- Josh Bo said this. I'm curious to see, and everybody else wants you guys to think about this and talk to me about it when you come up on stage. The Celtics run an offense. Like, they run sets. Dallas runs n- Nothing. Like, they don't even do some of this main pick-and-roll stuff that they are doing that they were doing last year. Like, and granted, I'm not great about talking about offensive play-by-plays. Like, I can describe it to you, but it's – they're just not running an offense. And the Celtics have all these – like, guys touch the ball, the ball pops around. I know that can't happen to a degree because the Mavericks don't have the players, but it's, it's just a stark contrast. Well, you know, you first of all, you have to have a coach to call <laughs> plays, you know, and to select the right players to be on the floor. So yeah. until we have any of those assets available, you know, I mean, you, you, you could say what you could say, but if he keeps on playing the same players over and over and over again, isn't that just madness when you get the same results? Isn't that? Well, I just, so a friend of mine, Ben Collins, NBC dystopia beat reporter, just asked me over Twitter, how is there any case for starting any, any other five guys than Luca Dinwiddie Hardy, THJ, Green, Dorian Finney-Smith, Wood. Like, any combination of those guys. Play the guys who give a shit and don't look like they just saw a ghost. <laughs> I like that take. Uh, I like it, too. But, you know, I just – I'm tired of seeing the same lackluster effort on defense. You know, you can miss shots. I'm fine with that. But to not move your feet, not block out, not really – There's a lot of that from the whole team tonight. It was rough. It was the whole team. Luca looked like shit on D. I was so well, pissed off at him. Ugh. So that's that's a it's a great note, okay? Because Luca played forty two points, scored like every time. He was amazing offensively, and I think in no small part he looked like shit defensively because he was saving his energy. Tired. He yeah. was tired. I mean, yeah. I also didn't like the fact that Luca was playing so much in a lost cause. Really, I mean, sometimes I'm okay with it. They had two days off. You, you've watched the Mavericks since the early 80s. These dudes used to play 40-minute nights. Dirk played 40-minute nights for 10 years and was fine. I'm okay with it. Luka needs to be – Luka needs to play if, if they feel confident that they can win. And you know what? At the four-minute mark, it was a nine-point game. So you get that down one more bucket, seven-point game, something. What if it's some special Luka magic for real? Like I liked it. I, I it, it made the game much more watchable, to be honest, because who else are they going to put in? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, sometimes, you know, I see what you're saying, but sometimes it's just good to just give up for the night, you know, and, and play on the rest of the season. Yeah, well, I still like Luca putting on a show. Well, I love Luca putting on because he, he's the show. There's nothing else that we have that's worth watching except for a little bit of wood. Yeah. You know, and I don't know what's going to change. I mean, like that that article that you put, there's no help coming. Yeah. Oh, I have to be resolute to say, hey, this is what I'm going to see the rest of the season. 
I need to just hold my breath and take it the way it is. But I really would prefer that they blow it up. You know, maybe if I suggest this, like I did last season, they'll get their act together. I don't know. Who knows? Well, I mean, that's where, that's kind of what I'm wondering if everybody's sort of counting on, including the Mavericks, where it's, let's play through some of the direct, figure out what works, figure out what doesn't, come into the new year, 500, and then try to go on a run. I just don't think you can count on that because winning 75% of your games is hard. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, my other worry is, you know, would the way that we treat Wood, does he really want to stay after the season? You know? Well, I think that's right now the answer would probably be no. But, you know, kids giving some post-game comments about how they have to consider some of this stuff, which it's just – that's been something that my my friend Matt Moore told me during preseason where he's like, kid is eventually going to get worn down on this. And I, I just – I don't see how he can, how he, how he can't. Because Maxie's a fragile guy. He just – he plays kind of – he plays so hard and he gets hurt. And so if that's going to be the case, like you can't have Powell minutes for 25. It's Powell's good for 10 to 12. You know, you got to play. They're going to have to play him at five, even if he doesn't work uh, defensively. It's, I think it gives them like, I would rather them try to win shootouts because the defense just isn't working. I agree, you know, but kids a stubborn mule, you know, I yeah. mean, I, I want to see it. I'm just like you. If I'm going to lose, I'd rather have wood on the floor at least. For sure. You know, we lose with some, trying to develop somebody and trying to improve, hopefully, his defense. You can't improve defense by not playing somebody. That just yeah. doesn't work. Right. Thanks, Kurt. Sure thing, bud. Talk soon. All right. Um, if anybody is new to the chat and hasn't, you know, and wants to talk, I'm give, I give new new folks preference because I want to get as many people involved in this app as possible. I want these rooms to be like they were towards last season. Granted, I think a lot of people don't really tune into the Mavericks till, till after football's over, which is why we have uh, kind of different live room audiences as the year goes on. But um, just keep that in mind. All right, we got a couple new folks already requested in the meantime. Mr. Green, welcome. How you doing? Hit that mute button one more time there at the bottom of the main <clears throat> screen, and then I'll let you talk. Have that guy. Excellent. That work all right? Yeah, sound good. Bye. Mate, look, I, I I love what you guys do. I'm always listening, always lurking. But I just I, I had to talk, mate. I live in Australia, live in Perth, and you know what these? It's eleven thirty in the morning. Yeah. Now I've got to go through the rest of the day after watching that without fucking eye bleach. I am devastated, <laughs> man. I'm devastated. Like, you know, this team was so much fun to watch last year. Even the two early exits against the Clippers, so much fun to watch. But, man, we need an offense. You know, it's all right to be a defensive team or, you know, mould the team to be defensive, but we just don't have an offense. We just don't have one. It's just it's very, very hard to watch, man. Very hard to watch. I And I don't know where the offense would come from at this point, because my understand, you know, maybe Greg, Greg St. Jean, is that how you say his name? Whatever. The, the guy who was a summer league coach feels like a, he's an, he's a fascinating guy. Um, it's not coming from, you know, Jared Dudley. Like they're not running the Jared Dudley offense. That shit isn't happening. No, um, no, you know, I, I, I don't, it's, I, 
I don't really have I don't know what they can do because it's like when you assemble a team of guys where most of the players are sort of single like single role they like like Dorian shoots threes and plays defense um Reggie Bullock misses threes and plays uh, it's supposed to play defense like I'm not sure what kind of offense you could run cuz it's like how many times we see these guys do stuff like normal offensive basketball things and then it just looks horrendous <laughs> How do you reckon our defense looks after tonight on paper, you know, so, you know, I know that um, not as bad as they ought to, because they were down by what? I know. at one point, twenty seven. Yeah, you know, like I, I, I just, I just think that this, um, this fake pretend top five defense that we seem to be obsessed with trying to obtain, yeah, is just killing us because we just, you know, when we don't have players that can put it in the bucket. We continue to play them. The defense is average. Did you see how many layups the Celts got tonight? Every time, straight through the lane, just put it in the basket all the time with no resistance. And they and we couldn't we couldn't stop a first step. Couldn't stop a first step all night. This feels like bullshit, but it's true. The Mavericks had more points in the paint than the Celtics did, but I feel like it was a layup parade. We need to. We've got a generational post up talent. Yeah, who has the who has the ball for most of the possession of every time he's on the court? We should be scoring more points in the paint, but man, when we can't stop the ball going in the basket on our end, maybe it's time. I don't know something weird. Maybe try and outscore him. <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm getting frustrated, man. I well, Christian Wood. Look, I, I know a lot of guys are beating the table about. You know, let's see Hardy play. Let's get him in. Does anyone else spin out as much as I am seeing how many young guys are playing for the Pacers right now sure. under Rick Carlisle? No, it, it blow, the, what's happening up in Indiana right now blows up all of the bullshit that fans believe about Rick Carlisle not playing young guys. He didn't play young guys now, where, in Dallas because we didn't have good young guys. You, like, you need players that know how to play. Come on, mate. Come on. Tyrell Terry would be 30-point-a-game player if Rick just let him play. Tyrell Terry's out of the league. You know that. I know. Uh, no, I know. I'm only joking. Right. I'm tired. But, but man, <laughs> I, I, just, I, just, I just hate the fact that, that we do have a player like Hardy, right? He's sitting there. He's in the G League. He's, he's playing well by all respects. He is an offensive guy. So where is the middle ground? Where is the middle ground with our coaching staff to say, hey, maybe we concede 115 points a game, but we score 130. Let's get some offensive guys on the floor. Let's be a little bit more relaxed on D and let's run the floor and pump it up and get some, you know, it just, it drives me insane. It drives me insane. Hardaway is the easiest one to point to where it's like, how, how does this keep happening? And I think they're playing Hardaway because they, they they expect him to sort of have a regression to the mean in a positive way where he starts hitting anything. And I don't know, man. Uh, is uh, I mentioned him twice now. Is talk Franco had a had a series of tweets yesterday where he's like, outside of these two years where he where Tim shot like thirty nine and forty percent, he's really a thirty five percent and maybe below that three point shooter. And if that's the case, you know, Tim's going to, Tim will have some regression back, but it's, 
I just don't think it's going to be enough to make him somehow appealing. Like there's, you don't make him even like a neutral trade asset. Like Tim's, Tim's kind of busted and it's concerning. The, th- the thing that devastates me is Tim was our second best player two For seasons. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And to, to think that we've just, you know, you know, Brunson was benched coming off the bench and it does infuriate me when everyone says we lost our second best player. We lost our second best player. We lost our second best player in that stretch of last year, but he was never what the Mavericks were banking on. And and look, that's that's obviously a mistake. I, I can appreciate that that was a mistake. But, you know, Tim was such a big part. DFS was such a big part. But, man, I just don't see the Bang Brothers banging no more. Well, I just don't Dorian. see it. I just don't see it. Dor, Dor, the only reason Dorian's not getting flamed more is because Reggie's playing worse. Exactly. And they're so. both, you know, at a point where when they're off the floor, I ain't missing either of them. And that really is upsetting because, you know, I yeah. think it was only four or five months ago we were saying DFS was the best contract in the NBA. Yep. And, man, I just don't see him putting his stamp. I mean, look, he had a couple of nice blocks and a couple of nice defensive plays. But, man, when the his job was to look, you know, to go after Tatum and Brown. They both cooked us, man, for 30-plus. It's oh, fucking it's embarrassing. Terrible. It really there were is. A couple, Reggie got beat so badly on really simple stuff. Like there, he gave up some offensive rebounds. Like I was, I really like Reggie, and I was pretty mortified of his play this game. So I love, I love both of those guys, uh, Kirk. But the thing that I feel that is really, really missing from this team is accountability from the coaching staff. I just feel like if they treat these guys equals, as equal, they're all on the roster, they're all multimillionaires. If you treat them like equals, when you're going through a tough step, stretch, hit the bench and fucking stay there. And show me in practice that you've made the improvement to get more minutes and just play the guys that are playing better. That's, that's just what they have to do. But I just don't see that at all. And same with Luca. You know, when the amount of times where Luca gave up on an offensive possession where he wanted a foul that caused the game to fucking turn drives me insane. Oh, sure. He just he just puts his hands on his hips. It's four on five. They come down, get a big three. I'm seeing it every fucking game. It's still in my head. In. And as I said, Kirk, I don't get to go to sleep in the next hour or two, all right? I've got to go through the whole fucking day stewing on this until the missus gets home from work and she goes, oh, what's wrong with you? Well, I've just been stewing on another fucking Mavericks loss for the last 10 hours, you know, and it's, it's still in my head in. But I'll let, I'll let someone else uh, talk, Kirk, and you, you're very gracious and let me speak, and I'll, I'll try and speak a bit more when I come into I'm the room. I'm grateful for you taking the time. Have a good day. Yeah, well, I, I, feel, I feel his cursing deep within my soul. It resonates. Mr. Douglas, how you doing? Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the show. What's going on? Yeah, I'm kind of on the board with you in regards to this loss wasn't that bad. I didn't feel, oh my God, I'm not angry. It's kind of like, kind of knew going in, they're the better team. So, you know, if we won, that would have been great. But losing, you know, I don't feel as bad as losing to all those teams without their best players. You know, those losses are frustrating. Sure. Uh, now this loss is you got you know you're getting beat by a better team so you know I get it um but yeah watching the game they have to make the change they have to just put see what in the star lineup 
and take out um, Bullock because he's he Bullock insert Wood and, and take Bullock out. I'd have put Green in. If you want to maybe swap Tim Hardaway Jr. Maybe starting, he feels better. You know he he starts hitting shots, but you have to switch up something because the starting lineup is not working out. Is it's just not. I'm I'm curious to what they do because like I'm just and, and let me be straight with the chat. I'm not gonna write this. Probably not even gonna tweet it. I am out as fuck on Jason Kidd. Okay. I, I'm not gonna make it a thing I talk about a lot, but I'm just I'm out. I'm out on him. I I you know, Brad Townsend had that whole deal about nobody who knows anything about basketball would recommend Jason Kidd, you know, getting fired. And I'm like I am out on Jason Kidd is what I'm going to say. And I say that to note next that I wouldn't put anything past Jason Kidd in terms of pettiness, okay? His track record is about protecting Jason Kidd. That's all. Um, If winning is a byproduct, delightful. Got to win his way. He has so many horrendous incidents of, in while coaching, just coaching stuff. Like he sent Lawrence Frank... Uh, away from the Brooklyn Nets front, uh, uh, coaching staff didn't like the fact that he was getting um, his his due for things he was probably doing. Um, I, I wouldn't wouldn't put anything past Kid in terms of assembling a starting lineup, only to be able to then come into the post game after the Mavericks lose to say, "See, didn't work. All the things you guys have suggested, garbage. I'm going to do it my way." Yeah, but yeah, I get what you're saying. It seems like, seem like Jason Kidd as a coach, he's he's much more uh, like reactive after you know fans and media calls for certain things to get done. Well, I, just, I earnestly don't know what he does. Like, I think it was Tim Cato who did that that post on all the assistant coaches, and Spencer Dinwiddie or somebody said that like Kidd doesn't really run practice, okay, and he doesn't really seem to run games. So what? You know, not to sound like the Bobs from Office Space, but right. what what would we say he does here? Like someone in the chat earlier said, you know, he wins a game of pocket pool every every game because he just wanders around the sidelines with his hands in his pockets, which is my favorite thing. Um, but I just, you know, he doesn't. He has never been one to really strike me with a lot of rah rah energy as a coach. I mean, I've Jason Kidd's been a part of my life since I was fourteen. Yeah. I got a poster of him on my wall, but Jason Kidd, the coach, doesn't seem to have a philosophy. Yeah, he doesn't have. It doesn't seem like, like you said, no philosophy. It doesn't seem like he light a fire on the guys, like you know, like how Rick do and show the emotion, like how Rick do, like how he's currently showing right now in Indiana. And right. Yeah, he's like I don't know that part. That that matters, you know. That matters. That matters to especially with the players that we have on our team you know, showing how uncapable they are, that that kind of stuff, those small intangible stuff, those that that matters. And you can hear the ESPN crew. I mean, I didn't watch the ESPN that much because I always watch Valley. But, you know, I switch here and switch here and there to see how the commentating is and, and what they're saying. And, you know, of course, they kill our role players, which is granted. That was actually nice because a lot of times, like, what what's his name? Uh, Mike Breen started in on. Well, should Luca get guys more involved? And as yeah. he was doing that, Tim Hardaway dribbled off his leg. Exactly, and it was just like perfect. It's like ah, this is thanks for this, Bucko. It, it, Stephen A. Smith went in on it. Like Luca normally takes a lot of heat 
immediately up front. So it's work. I, I hope that on a national level, a, a, a filthy casual national level from people who aren't doing this every game, like we are for the Mavericks start sure. to make these comments because this has been my beef for four years. Get better players. Maybe you'll have a better team. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, uh, like, lastly, they, like, yeah, they have to just make that change. It's like, I saw you, you tweeted on Twitter in regards to Reggie Bullock um, layup. He got the outlet. <laughs> he missed the layup. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy cannot do anything right. He's got, it's like watching a guy with the yips. He nearly oh, blew the open court one. I'm like, but, yeah. you know. <sighs> yeah, it, it, it's brutal. But like I said, this loss wasn't as, you know, as bad as the other ones because this is kind of, you know, in a way you can put it. Well, I, it makes me more mad about the other losses, like exactly. the stupid ones. Like this one, you swallow this one because the Celtics are outstanding. Exactly. The only, like, if this was going to be a close game, you know, like, I, I love hating on Jason Tatum just as a, like, like form because, huh. but I mean, he's great tonight. All yeah. the Celtics were great tonight. It was, it's just a much better team. Yeah. And so. you can see what the Celtics were what, what exactly what a one two punches or one A, one B, whatever you want to call them, Batman, Batman. But you know, that they had Nico Nico's at the game. They, you know, they, they switched over to him and showed him he was at the game. So I wonder what is he seeing or what may be going through his mind at the game seeing exactly the product that we have on the floor. And I, I know what he's thinking. Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you. Have a good one. Talk soon. Uh, I better never interview Nico. I'm sure all these guys are great dudes. It's just, I never understand this entire process where it's just like, I'm a, I'm a Salesforce administrator. Therefore you probably shouldn't hire me to be like, I don't know, a media person. Cause that's not my job. Um, Oh God, guys, we got a legend in the building. Akiva. Welcome. How you doing, buddy? See, now we we'd asked him to come in when we needed a uh, when we needed a bad kid game. So now we, we 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 need him to give us his spiel. How you doing, friend? Hey, friend, how are you? I'm okay. I'm looking forward to eating all the food tomorrow. <laughs> that oh yeah, I have uh, I have a lunch planned with my former girlfriend and her son, and then I have uh, a dinner with Josh and uh, at a restaurant with Josh, his parents. And my former girlfriend and my son, uh, it would be great. Outstanding. Tell Josh I say hello, please. Definitely will. Definitely will. So I, I uh, spur of the moment, I decided to speak up here. You know, Kirkow, I, I started dogging kid last year. Uh, pretty much after, or even after, as the, after the hiring. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We were both on the same page because I didn't like yeah, the hire either. Yeah, yeah, and you hated the hiring also. And uh, I had a problem with it also because once a guy, you know, has has a couple of teams that he coached and he was a failure, you're not gonna give, you're not gonna all of a sudden learn to be a good coach by watching a good coach, uh, as he claimed to do in in LA. Right. Uh, it, it just if you don't have it, you don't have it, and you can have good assistance, and you can have a great all-time great player who sometimes gets on my nerves a lot. I don't know. Uh, but uh, but you not you don't have anything until you have a good coach. Yes. And I used to cover my ass and say all the time that even this, in spite of Kidd, in spite of Carlisle, the Mavericks could 
you know, catch lightning and go all the way because they have such a great player. Sure. It, and it happened with Carlisle once in 10, 12, 15 years where you had the great uh, Dirk Nowitzki, you had uh, the right yeah. players. Winning the championship's hard. And, and yeah, and right. you got to have a lot of things go your way. Yeah, and Cuban maybe I heard was, uh, I wasn't following the team at the time, but Cuban I heard was, I think you said, he wasn't around that year. That's correct, yeah. He was, we, he, the story was that he was um, basically stepping away because the team had asked him to keep it quiet, and then we learned years later he was actually under investigation for something, so he had to be quiet. So, but uh, the bottom line remains, he's still a big part of the team, always with the decision-making and players we get. He just doesn't know how to quit. And he's never going to quit, so we're in bad shape. But uh, I used to call on winning days when the team won and everybody get upset and defend Carl, uh, this, these guys. Yeah. But, uh, it's, but when they lose now, is uh, people seeing the light. And, and, they could still, and they could still, I'm not putting it past them to get into the playoffs, which they will, and, and then all of a sudden uh, catch lightning. If God forbid Luca doesn't get hurt, right, and uh, and if things fall right, they could conceivably go away even. But it's just so much harder if you don't have the right coach. It's just so much harder, uh, and uh, you gotta get rid of this guy because Lucas Clark is ticking, and it's uh, it's never it's never gonna you're never gonna maximize what you got until you get a good coach. And, you know, this guy is just a disaster. Just a disaster. Yep. Uh, and, 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 and again, they could still go on the winning streak. And they and could, I'm sure they will. Like, yeah. that's the real rub. Like, they're going to they're gonna come out of this in some form. They, Luca's not going to deal with, you know, a purely 500 team or even less than 500. Right. Like, they'll right. figure it up. Right. And it's just, but it's just so frustrating knowing what could be. Knowing what could be, uh, if you get a coach like Steve Kerr, I know they're not doing well now, uh, you know, but you know that he's a good coach. He's going to figure stuff out. They didn't look good uh, the end of the regular season last year, and then uh, then they went ahead and won. Uh, but you just it's just so much easier when you have a good coach who does the right things, and uh, we just don't have that, unfortunately. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I'm I'm bummed to have to go. You know, I, I wanted them to win just so we could stop, kind of like stop the bleeding, so to does speak. It, does it frustrate you as much as it does me? Those few possessions that Luca decides, okay, it's time to give somebody else the ball without a great assist. I'm just gonna stand on the side and hate it. And he then doesn't he, he? And that's where he needs to be challenged more as a player because when he gets involved in an off-ball way. Like there was a like a, a desperation give and go between him and Wood where he got fouled and it's like hey see what happens when you move off ball big guy right it, he just needs to be challenged more on that front off the ball the only time he's useful is when he posts himself up yep other, other than that he just stands away he looks like he's he doesn't want the ball for the entire possession he just uh, you know doesn't even and you know I I a lot of times I get frustrated like. Why? Why don't? Uh, why doesn't Didwitty ever return the ball to him? But it's because like Luca like just stands to the side and yep. doesn't give a message that he wants the ball back. Yeah. You know? uh, so it's not a lot. It's only like uh, 
maybe three or four or five times a game. It's just frustrating as heck. And yeah, no, it's real we, frustrating. We already live with the fact that he starts bitching about every call, right or wrong, and doesn't ride, run back on defense. But what really gets to me is when he decides, okay, maybe it's just, you know, he needs a breather. But even then, you could fake it as if you're still in the play. That's true. You know, he turns, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about? You watch I do. Game. He just like, I do. turns away from the ball, puts his hand on it, and just, that, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. Absolutely know what you mean. If you need a breather, of course. It's hard work. Just fake it. Fake as if you're still in the play. Yeah. Cole, we, you're making me think of a phrase in the workouts that I do where it's like active recovery, where you're still, you're not playing, you're not doing anything too hard, but you're still moving around and, and keeping things flowing. Exactly. Exactly. And still with the foul shots every once in a while, you know, well, well, every once in a while he does, he does go almost perfect, but usually, you know, a lot of times he breaks a lot of them, but I'm not, listen, Luca is not our problem. Luca is our, is our, right. is our godsend. It is yeah. incredible. Incredible. You think he's going to win the, uh, uh, the scoring championship? Or is- I thought he'd like curtail off at some point, but this is silly. This is silly. Yeah. They yeah. need him to do this. Yeah. The only thing that would stop him is that he still pretty much, you know, sprays the ball around. And even though they right. they, they keep breaking the shots, he still has, quote-unquote, faith in the team, which, you know, he should be uh, more selfish. Because what it really bugs me is when he – it looks like he's he's got a, either a layup if he just uh, puts his head down or he's right, you know, or definitely can just – put the ball in because he's close to the basket, he still kicks it out. That's right. Know. Still who wants selfish, you know, a lot of times. Well, it's going to go up. He's at 34 points right now, and he just scored, what, 42? Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's it's probably going to go up to about 34 and a half maybe. He's he's two points ahead of staff. <laughs> like the point, the yeah. percentage of that, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how how well he does here. So yeah, and Stan, he's got a lot of years on Steph. Steph is going to get tired towards the end of the season, maybe. Maybe you never know, man. That dude's a machine. He he's he should be like Luca's. I mean, he should be a lot of people's model for being in shape because he just keeps going. And for for playing off the ball like he does. That's yeah. right. Luca could just do a little bit of that. He would be just the greatest ever. You know. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Well, thanks for hanging out, buddy. I appreciate you stopping in every now and again. We miss you. Yeah, same here. Okay, my friend. Have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy. You as well. Oops. Sorry. Didn't mean to do that. Um, my bad, Akiva. My my apologies. All right, coming up next, uh, let's go with Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, how you Kirk, doing? Oh, uh, it's going. Just thinking, it's November 2022, and we're still – we're about eight years in. It was with November of 2014 when we get Pal, right? Yeah. It's just amazing all the players that have come and gone since then that he is still on the team and starting. And just the bad starts we're getting to this, like like tonight, he's just – we're always saying like he's a saloon door. I mean, has no defense at all. He can't rebound, just, just jumps around like he's on a trampoline, but he just can't get the ball. It's just – it's pathetic. It's pathetic. I, I don't know, man. That's, but you know what? Our only saving grace, really, I feel like we're, we're going to make the playoffs. All these people say, oh, we're not making the play. We're going to make the playoffs, guys. Jesus Christ. Look at the damn standings. There is no clear-cut West team that's playing really great at all. And you know the Jazz are going to come down to earth, the Kings, 
the thunder. I don't I mean, know, man. We're almost 20% of the way. I'm sorry. We are 20% of the way through yeah. the season. The first 20 games, so I've seen this. This is a statistical thing. The first 20 games are actually really indicative of who makes the playoffs. Um, the, is it the a outlook- possible chance, though, that I'm not saying, like, do a trade and give up, a, you know, mortgage your future for a decent – you know, a somewhat decent player. But, you know, like you said before, like some of these teams are going to go in panic mode or, or tank mode and, you know, just give up some of their player. I mean, well, I guess we would have to give up draft picks then. I mean, I don't know. So we just got to get somebody. I mean, I don't I know. We are. I don't like you read my piece. Help is not coming. <laughs> yeah, that's not. Okay. This is, this is aliens. Okay. Where they're stranded on the planet. They can't contact anybody, you know, it, it, do you want to be? Do you want to be uh, Bill Paxton screaming "Game over, man"? No, <laughs> they need to get their shit together as a team. Jason Kidd needs to stop playing bullshit games. Play the best. Play the best guys together. Go <laughs> win games. I think he was a step in the right direction though tonight because Wood played a lot of minutes. He played what the at least the third most minutes tonight. Um, Wood did, yeah. Wood played. I mean, Wood played a whole bunch in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and yeah, you know, twenty six points. I know he's not good on defense. I know he spouts a lot. He he does the, these things on defense that just he just needs to work on. But at least offensively, I mean, I mean, I feel like he kind of somewhat got us back in the game. I mean, Luca's forty two points is just crazy. Just a little bit better night from Dinwiddie. I think we would have had a. But really see, this good- is where see what you're describing though is like, oh, we got to do some things a little bit. It's because they don't run any sets. They run screen and rolls. Like uh, it's very difficult to explain, Chris. Like if you have an opportunity over the next two weeks, try to see if you can watch a Celtics game and just watch their offense and the things that happen. The Mavericks do nothing yeah. like this. They and do you know what? This nothing. Is, this is actually the first Celtics games I've really like zeroed in and watched. And I'm like, damn, they are they are pretty good. Yeah, they're outstanding. But and our problem, they, too, is, yeah, it, like you're saying, we're not really make, uh, running that many sets. But our guys aren't hitting wide-open shots. Finney yeah. Smith, yeah. I mean, he'll oh, come yeah. – he'll hit his shots eventually. I just – I can't get over this Tim Hardaway Jr. thing. Why <laughs> so is he wild. even on the team? It, it's it, – Or in the rotation. Okay, let's just say, why is he in the rotation? Because his name is Tim Hardaway? No, because I think they're trying to play him so they can eventually move him the same yeah, way. Yeah, move his, his stock value. Yeah. yeah, but he's making it worse. I mean – Two, another two-point game from him, and he's getting good looks. They're just not falling. But, like, I, I don't know, man. Like, ever since this injury, he's just not – he's he's busted, like he said. Um, yeah, Bullock needs to come, come back to the way he was playing at the end of last year. Uh, there's just a lot of little th- – just so many little things. But, yeah, they're just completely relying on Luka. I, I'm liking what I've seen from Christian Wood offensively, like I said. But, God, man, this sucks. I, I do want to see – I know the whole Hardy and uh, – I would like to see Wright as well. I know he's five ten, but at least, at least Jaden Hardy, just to see what you got there. Yeah. You never know. I don't know. I'm not saying he's going to be the savior or whatever, but I, anybody anybody that can take Tim Hardaway Jr.'s minutes, I don't know. Just just do something different. But at least, like I said, the West is pretty wide open. Yeah. <laughs> at the worst, you're going to be a playing team. But I mean, you got Luca in the playoffs. He's just going to. I would go with him any day. So. It's a long season. This is just going to be a, a very frustrating one. So, Well, thanks for joining, buddy. You hope you have a yeah, good day no tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. All right. Do, do, do.
keep going through. Sean, I'm sure you'd like to to get on with your day and not have to think about this damn game anymore. How you doing, buddy? Hey, man. Uh, it's just it's it's kind of baffling, but I'm not mad about this loss. I'm not. You can't be mad when you lose to the Boston Celtics. Uh, especially like it's quite obvious they're a better team. That's fine. Like you can lose games. I'm actually happy that they fought back in that second half. Even though I think the Celtics were just kind of mailing it in, but at least like it's always an encouraging sign when the players look to have given up in the first quarter, first half, but then start to fight back in the second, just to at least get some respect out of it. I uh, that. I, I like. I understand. Like Luca needs to be held accountable. But like it's slowly getting to that point where I really don't care because okay we know Luca can play defense if he wants to and say an exact for example a player like Trey Young can't but the thing is a Trey Young and a competent front office surround him with defensive help. Mm-hmm. As defensive specialists. Are streaky. They're streaky offensively. They're streaky defensively. Last them play at the absolute optimum maximum level, and they did it to make everybody believe that it is. We just didn't see this level of talent unlocked before, and now we're seeing like one of. I think I hear you say this so many times, Kirk. Now we're seeing the regression to the mean. This was always an average team that outplayed everybody at an incredibly high level for a good four months, and now we're seeing like what the team was again. But I still do believe this team, exactly with the way that it's constructed, is so capable of just getting hot again. Sure. And once it gets hot again, I just want everybody here to remember this: as the Mavs fell to nine and eight to the seventeenth game of the season, this is how we felt. Because, and I remember when uh, when we fell to fourteen and fifteen in the last week of December, and I remember when yep. next game went on us. So I remember those. So that was playing. And we're losing connectivity with you a little bit, buddy. Internet's getting a little choppy on your end. Oh, uh, is it better? Yeah. Yeah, I was just saying, like, I just feel like last December, this team was in a way worse situation and something has ma- managed to come out of it. I Like, it's foolish to say that the same thing will happen again this year because I personally don't think it will. But I think that is the hope from the Mavs front office. We know they don't want to make moves now. And at this point, I hope they don't. Don't fuck up the pick situation just because you're getting scared of like, you know, not being very good this year because we always knew that that's the risk we were taking by not re-signing Jalen Brunson and wanting to get up all our future picks back. I hope they don't overreact, but I think right now it's kind of what the Lakers are doing, which is a horrible example to have in the sense that we we know the quality of players that we have and we're just going to hope they figure it out. And we're just going to hope they do, do well. And... I just don't know how sustainable that is, and I don't know how Luca's making his peace with it. Yeah, we're, we're, it's it's just going to be the grind of the season soon. I mean, the real challenge is that you know these next several games are hard. Um, 
And that's going to be brutal because if they drop below 500, and I think there's a pretty good chance they will, uh, you know, because they play the, the Raptors next, even though the Raptors are pretty banged up. Um, then they play Milwaukee. Is that right? Yeah. Then they play. Uh, no. Where where am I here? I'm lost. Yeah. Then they play Milwaukee. Then they play Golden State. Uh, and the Warriors have, have, you know, are mixed bag entirely. Um, and well, they have a couple. Yeah. Right. Where it's just like, you know, if you catch, like, they seem to be having like Maverickian, Maverickian problems in that, you know, Curry's amazing and everybody else is blarg. And, and yeah, like, who's going to punish the Warriors' second unit, which is their gla- glaring hole right. when our second unit is just so. Right. <laughs> Man, I can't wait, though, in a sense, because, like, we, we, we've, we've, I've seen people clamoring, hey, are, is James Wiseman available? And Raul no. Vulgaris said it today mm-hmm. on the Bill Simmons podcast that James Wiseman is the most actively harmful player to get major minutes in the NBA. That's not to say he's going to be terrible for the rest of the time, though. I think it's likely he, he is, 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 he's what happens when big men don't, don't know what they're doing, even if they're skilled. Like he's, oh, goodness. But anyways, we're, we're straight off team, course. Some, some team would want him as a tank commander. That's all. <laughs> now that's, oh my God, that's a dark idea. James Wiseman is the Maverick tank commander. Um, all right, man. You got anything else before I move? No, uh, I'm good. Um, I'm just going to keep listening. Thanks for having me up. Absolutely. Thanks for coming up. We'll talk soon. Um, I hope my audio has been better in this, guys. I've been trying to use this mic a little more. I feel like um, this mic that that uh, Spotify Live sent me, I, I hold it very similar to how Dirk used to hold his mic in the finals, in the finals run when he would get up there like a lounge singer. Uh, but I know my audio for a while was like waxing and waning, so I try to get it. Um, I'm at least hopeful it's consistent. Oh shit, that's some loud thunder. Um, okay, coming up next, my guy Ruben. How we doing? Hey, can you hear me, Kurt? I can. Welcome, welcome. Hey, man. Um, I I kind of see why um the Mavs have so many podcasts committed to them because they drive their fans crazy and. Every fan wants to get out their anger on their own time, I think. Josh Bo wrote a piece the same day I wrote my piece about how the Mavericks and no help is coming. He wrote a piece about how the Mavericks are the perfect team for the discourse. And it's really it's still up on the site, obviously. But the gist of the piece is, like, the Mavs are just good enough to be interesting, but broken enough that they, like, we're just going to bitch about them the whole year. And and yeah, this is this is it. Literally, and I think I literally heard that big crash of thunder. Like I'm in Frisco, it was the biggest lightning bolt I've ever seen and heard. Just happened. That was not. I mean, um, it made it made my my dogs downstairs bark. So, <laughs> but no, um, just a couple things. Um, I don't have my own podcast yet. Tonight made me. Tonight made me. You know, almost want to start one, but. Not really, but um, I don't get all the Nico hate. I really don't. Um, now, if you look at it from a certain pers- uh, sp- uh, perspective, every move he has done has made the team better. So don't. So hear me out. He made the KP trade middle of the season for two players. What the hell was that? We got Spencer Dinwiddie, bum leg. And we got Bertans. Yeah, it worked out. Yeah. I mean, it, it, worked it still out. sucks because we have Bertans until like 2029 or some shit. But uh, it, Spencer's right. at least a better fit, I think, for what the Mavericks want to do. 
Right, right. And and both of those players were key to getting us to the Western Conference Finals. Um, a lot of people don't want to admit that, but Bertans did have some some yeah, hell of no, a game. No, I games. like watching Bertans. Yeah. He, he he's a yeah. mess, but it's like a hard, like it's a beautiful mess. He, he <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a beautiful mess, and it, and you know he's a three point you know sniper and. We all know those guys are not automatic. The only automatic one was is Curry, pretty much. Um, but uh, let me continue. Um, so we got those guys, Nico's move. Um, he didn't pick Josh Green, but, hey, uh, Balgaris is still getting on these podcasts, and, and it kind of, you know, Josh Green is making them look like a genius at this moment, you know, in Sir. certain aspects. Sir. Um, so we'll give that to to B. But Nico gave us, you know, I'm gonna call him B. I don't feel like pronouncing his name right now. Um, no, but so, y'all, y'all, Josh Green lovers are. Like, well, yo, I, wish I loved anything like some. Hey man, Josh hey, Green. watch, just watch. Okay, let me continue. So Nico gave us a great trade. Nico gave us. It looks like a great second round pick which guys come on I, I, look hey, at the other rookies who are playing i get that you're clamoring for these guys but if he was good he'd be playing yeah if you if we didn't have jason kidd he would be playing look at look so at the maybe, Golden state warriors maybe. for example for example do you think they're not going to make the playoffs realistically i don't know man they they are shaky as shit shaky as shit but you know why they're shaky as shit most of their players they're playing are like first year. Yeah, they have, they have you three know. second year, like a whole bunch of like basic yeah. second year players. Yeah, yeah, really young players. They're getting their speed bumps out of the way so they can see, oh, they. so what we did in our 20 games to see what our vets could do, they did with young players pretty much. They're still doing it, and they sent one to the G League, the guy you were just talking about, uh, the big. I hope I um, get to see him play. He is. He, well, I, yeah, we they he's, saw him play and so said, "Hey, bad. get your ass on the bus." And they benched go. him in the the last. Uh, the reason I know this is I'm in a couple of of chats with Warriors fans. They benched him in the G League. <laughs> That's, okay, they he didn't he didn't start the second half of a game because they were down twenty in no small part because he sucks ass. Jesus wh- Christ, was his injury he, that bad? No, it's just he's it, so okay. I think we everybody that came out during the COVID year, so 2020, like Josh Green was drafted November of 2020. It's wild to think that was just two, you know, two years ago. Um, he uh, Wiseman in specific was interesting because he didn't play in college due to eligibility issues, and he didn't really get any seasoning. So it's like you have this physical specimen who everybody just oh, he played some high school basketball, but that. It, unless you see a guy compete against like-minded competition, it's really hard to get a feel for him. And everybody just insisted that he would blossom into this really good guy, but he doesn't, he doesn't really know how to play. He has no defensive instincts. You defense in this. We just kind of know this by now with basketball, you can teach a guy where to be, but you can't teach him how to react. Right. And that's, that's what particularly for like fulcrum, like center based stuff. It's why like Dwight Powell, Josh Bow in our chat tonight made the, the comment that if like Dwight Powell was like three inches taller, he'd be like a $20 million player. Yeah. But instead he just gets bulldozed at the rim. Yeah, and slaps balls <laughs> like he's playing volleyball. I'm like, bro, just grab it. Come down and grab it. Like you ju- you're jumping high. You're beating yep. everybody to the ball. You're just slapping it, though. Go up with two hands. You yep. go up with two hands to defend them, but for a rebound. 
Jesus. But um, I'll continue. But Nico, great trade. Um, great pick to what it's looked like. He's just not getting playing Tom. But he's like what the he's averaging, you know. He's playing real well. The, he's playing real yeah, well down there. He's playing I think great. That's important for him because he did not and, have and, a good I, year last year in the G League. He, he was bad. Right. And and that and I think that I think you, you know, um uh Josh, a lot of people were saying if he dominates in the G League, that's how you know you you got a good player. And it looks like we we got a good one, like maybe a, a steal. Um but that was a Nico move. Uh, another Nico move was um, signing uh, the guy that played for the Greek um, Greek team. Um, uh, he just dropped forty in a G League. I was much. at that game. Um, he, how was it, was it? It was fun. It, you're right. You said you're in Frisco. They play games Friday and Saturday. The tickets I got like ten dollars. I gotta go. It's I'm really literally fun. up the street on left. Yeah, you should go. It's it's worth your time. They 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 put on a fun product. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna catch a game, but that's a Nico move. And the the other guy, um, I'm giving that to Nico too. Um, uh, the other point guard, that, uh, yeah. McKinley. Yeah. So those are those those are looking like great moves. They're in the G League right now, but those are great moves by Nico. Nico, another Nico move, uh, trading people that didn't even get minutes on our team for C Wood. That's looking like another a great move. But Jason Kidd's move. Those, those, yeah, exactly. Kid, Kid and Nico are simpatico. Like anybody that tells you different is not telling the truth. Those two, like I get that that Nico is general manager, but nothing happens without Jason Kidd signing. Correctly, yeah. You you're right. You're right. So I, that's I don't understand. That's part of what what is so baffling about the Wood minutes thing because. If if we understand this to be true, then he's not playing wood, and there's some like there's some like wonderfully weird. That's that's what I was getting to. That's that's exactly. I don't believe any of that stuff. This is a this is purely bullheaded of 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 kid wanting them to play a certain way, and they cannot play that way. Yes, something something happened in that relationship. It's got to be like a U turn, something, a conversation, or something. Because either because all these new players that we got. We are not playing them. And again, Hardy is rookie, so we definitely understand. But C. Wood was a Nico guy. At this point of the season, you know, we know the stories and who Jason Kidd wanted. He got his guy. You know, it just didn't turn out. He's playing a little bit better, but not how, not starting better, not an automatic guaranteed start better. Uh, I'll say it that. But right now, Nico has more cachet. Than Jason Kidd at this point. I'm not. I can't remember how they got hired. If Nico got hired and he no, brought Jason Kidd or Kidd was package deal. Okay, it was, oh, that's it was fine. Confirmed. That's okay. Yeah. That's that's totally fine. But right now, one is showing their worth way more than the other. Um, and I'm not gonna get into. I'm I'm not on the fire Jason Kidd thing. You know, right now, um, he has his yeah, cachet is getting. You know, he and it looks like Igor was a big part of that. Um, not sure who's um. That may have been uh, Mark. So who's thing. the redheaded? Who so the chat? Tell me who's the redheaded guy? He coached for a couple games when Kid had uh, uh what's it's right on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, I can never remember the defensive uh coach. John Sweeney. John Sweeney. Sweeney does a lot for them, I think. But is it defensively or offensively? I just think, I just think he's kind of the. I think he's like the primary like. <sighs> 
dude who kind of gets things going. Like he does a lot, okay. obviously defense, but I, I think yeah, defensively more. But I, I feel like Igor is more of the offense because uh, you can kind of tell. We had decent stuff out of timeouts, and now it's just like, hey, somebody goes set a screen. Yeah, we don't even call plays. You, you like you're you're super correct. Like pretty much all the time, Kirk. That I guess people take a minute to catch up, but but. That's that's it right there. Somewhere in that relationship, because it, it, everybody that Nico has brought in does not get minutes, does not see the court. Um, at this point, like the frustration is, is I don't want to say we don't have gr- good players. This team is old. I think you said it before. This yeah. team is old, yeah. and it's showing in this seat. Like it's showing in this season. I don't care what Timmy looked like three years ago. Like Reggie is a year older and he played 40. Like he's you're like expounding his minutes. Sure. DSF is a year older. I like what he's given this, but you can tell tonight Celtics players were moving and cutting Uh DSF cut one time. See Wood, you know, he, he does his um pick and roll and, you know, sometimes he's open. Sometimes he's not. He's got to work on, you know, he's never played on a winning team. So he's got to work on like, Moving to the basket without fouling, I'll give you that. Like he did get called for some stupid, pretty stupid offensive fouls, but you know they were banging and they were just calling him on most of the plays. But this team needs an injection of youth. I'm not gonna say play him like all the fucking time, but it just needs an injection of youth. Josh Green got off the bench and got our first. I feel like it was our first offensive rebound. Yeah, yeah. It was, our, it was a three that went out towards the right elbow. Right. Our yeah. first off. The Mavericks never crashed. At all. They and he's the, the only person that yeah. I feel like has the decency or like the intellect. Well, that's a scheme choice. That's actually something where they've told him you're allowed to go get offensive rebounds. <laughs> like that's something I'm pretty sure of. Keep because it. NBA, NBA teams are pretty wild about this where – Offensive rebounds have kind of been shown to not be particularly valuable, but Dorian was pretty good at it last right. year, and Green is also pretty good at it. So it's like if you send one guy, it's fine. If you send more, sometimes you're like base, particularly with how shitty the Mavs are in transition defense, <laughs> you're basically like giving up opportunities. And but right, I, I like right. when Green crashes the boards because it's, it's. I it's love kind of, it. I. Has me. He, he's not. Devilish. Yeah, he's not scared. Like it'd be like a a bigger, like seven foot guy. He gets it most of the time. But that it just this team needs an injection of youth and and an injection of players that can dribble, an injection of players that have a slight bag. Right now, we're starting players with no bag. With like Luca is the only Luca and Spence are the only one with a bag that can dribble between the legs, get a guy off him. I'm not saying that we have to start all our rookies or everybody in the G League. I'm not saying that, Kurt. But light a fire under Timmy's ass. Light a fire under Reggie's ass. Say, hey, we got some guys that are hungry. Let them come up here, get a couple minutes, and like play. Like Reggie, like tweeted last night about a good game that Hardy had. It's like your players are giving these guys love, and the coach is just is. After this game, you cannot be stubborn because he I was like, I tweeted, I was like, I cannot wait for the softball questions that the Mavs media that need to keep their credentials 
are asking him. After this game, I think they should light a uh, fire under Jason Kidd's ass because he's not lighting a fire under players that deserve to be like lit the fuck up at this moment because we have players that are hungry, that can move, that can do everything that we want and need, but they're just not ready. But just just sprinkle it in every once in a while. Like, just do it because we are having playoff rotations right now. What are we doing, Kurt? Playoff rotations. They are going to be tired about time we get to the playoffs. So just sprinkle – like we got three guys that can create their own shots and are averaging crazy numbers. We got a guy in the G League that just dropped 40, 40, and he's played with Giannis. So it's, he's not a rookie. This guy is kind of like a young vet. And he's, no. No. you know, like I said, I'm not saying give him <laughs> I, I hear most of the minutes. So, so here's what's going to happen. I'm just going to predict this. Give me, yeah, bring me if back down still, to earth. If, if things are still funky at like game 25 or so, then I think you might start to see some of this. Right. Stuff. But at that point, you're sort of seeding elements of the season. And then number two, I think you're going to be shocked at how not with it Hardy is. I I, I know he, I, he has turnovers. It's a different, it's a, no, it's a different level of athleticism. Uh. It's a different schematic, like, the the legends are really fun because they play like they play free. Like, oh. Well, they play fast. Yeah, the Mavericks do not play fast. Luca is a is a uh, a scalpel. All right, and he he cuts and, and dices the defense slowly. Hardy, if he were to play, is going to have a game where he comes in and he plays twelve minutes and he gets four shots. And, and you're not, you're not learning a lot from his game if he's able if he's doing that once every two games because it's it's i don't really know it's a volume thing you know the mavericks are just not in the situation that where they can go through this sort of stuff and still expect to win games now the flip side argument here that you're making is like well they're not really winning games right so why don't you try some stuff and i i I understand i just think it's gonna it's not gonna be quite it, it it it's it's a really tricky situation because if you start playing a second round rookie that and I, I get why everybody are excited about the numbers. I'm not crapping on the numbers. I watched him play. It was fun. Um, he's, he's got a really fun shooting stroke. But it's it's just it's a different – G League stuff almost feels like a different sport. But I wanted to get the reps. Right. Because it, it, the, the shooting stuff where he was doing, like you know, just catching and firing, I like that. Because that it's is what Timmy does. It's what Timmy yeah. does and yes. he misses. <laughs> And and, and oh, man, I gotta get yeah, oh, oh, But uh, one thing I will get off with: iron sharpens iron. It's a football term. Iron <laughs> sharpens iron. And when you got guys that are hungry, yeah, they may their their turnovers are them sharpening, and they're learning what they can and cannot do. But at this point, we got vets that they've been sharp, and they are sharpened to their sharpest point, and they're still not delivering. But uh, I'm not too mad at this game. It's, we're playing the best team in the league. Um, Luca definitely needs guys to cut, and we just need an injection of youth and people that can move. Thank you so much, Kurt. Talk soon, buddy. Do, do, do. Let's keep going. Nav, what's going on, buddy? Hey, can you hear me? I can. You sound good. Um, so this game, not really bothered by it. Um, I know you said that earlier. I, I feel like this, the reason could be the reason like I'm upset about 
this game is not so much this game, but the fact that we lose the winnable games. Yeah. It's like, you know, this, you know, we're not, no, I don't, I don't think anybody really realistically expected us to win this one, but it just makes it more frustrating when you lose the other games. Um, I was going to, um, one thing I was going to ask you is what do you think the biggest difference is between the defense from this year to last year? Because in the starting lineup, you're just switching Brunson and Dinwiddie. You would think Dinwiddie bigger, longer, you know, player. Like, is, is it just like everybody's lost a step or is it something you, you're seeing schematically? Really good question. The super secret element of their defense last year when things really started to hum. So we'll say between like January 1st to the trade deadline. Is Chris Stapps Porzingis? <laughs> uh, I don't. I'm not being glib about that. Porzingis was actually very good. It's part of how they were able to trade him, and then he's playing quite well with DC. Um, after that, they their defense kind of quietly got worse. Now in the de- in the playoffs, they really made it work. They made their sort of kinetic chain. Everybody rotating and going to the right spots. Everybody playing hard. They really got that to work quite well. Um, I think Brunson was kind of an underrated defender in that element because he was, he might've been short, but he was in the right location. Um, And Reggie has just been fucking terrible. He just gets blown by in ways that I don't understand how there were two tonight where I'm just like, did you think someone was behind you helping where it's like Jalen Brown would get all the way to the round. That was crushing me. Yeah. I felt like, I felt like that was everybody on the perimeter. I felt like Dorian so was today, absolutely. yeah, like Dinwiddie. Even like there was a play towards the end of the game, Luca, and I can't remember who else it was, was like trying to trap Tatum, and he just went around the double team and dunked it. Yeah, and it just felt, you know, so I, it's just something that I don't, I don't know. That's kind of been the thing that I've been looking at, and so it makes it even more frustrating with the where Jason Kidd coming out and being like preaching defense but not playing Christian Wood. Yeah. Um, I was going to say on like the Christian Wood thing. So you said this earlier. I wanted to make sure I, I heard you correctly. So, so you're saying that Nico and Kid are on the same page yes. about the moves that are being made. Yes. Okay. Doesn't that make the the Christian Wood situation even more baffling? Then I think it does. But I think when faced between the prospect of having some of those guys who are on the back end of the roster. So go back to draft, go back to the week before the draft where it was, was it, it was Brown, it was Boban, it was, yeah, Burke, and one more guy for Christian Wood and then kid basically getting the fact that he doesn't have to deal with a rookie off his plate. When, it's sort of a Sophie's choice, I think, where... He probably didn't really want to do it because he, I don't think he really cared for Wood. Wood might have even been in Milwaukee for a spell when Wood, uh, when Kid and Wood might have been there at the same time when Wood was a younger man. I could be wrong. Somebody could fact check me on that. Um, and I think he has a predetermined bias against Wood because Wood is not really a good defensive player. But I think he would have rather dealt with this than deal with, you know, what I don't know if like Christian Braun was available or something, but. No, he probably wouldn't have played that guy. Um, because the McGee deal was already done at that point. Like, it wasn't announced, but we know all this stuff gets done well in advance. So he had his starting center, and then when somebody else is brought in who is a completely different kind of player that basically puts this whole philosophy at odds. 
And so I think he, I think kid would probably do this again, just because he would rather have to make these kind of choices than, you know, make it work between wood and, and friggin' Powell. Um, it's, it's, it's an odd thing, but I also think that if it doesn't work, it sort of gives him a scapegoat to be able to say, well, you know, this didn't work because I didn't have the defender in the post and we needed that. We saw that last season, yada, yada. Yeah, I guess looking at everything from like a big picture standpoint, you know, like, I, you know, I read your article the other day. I didn't disagree with the single word you wrote, but like that, that doesn't bother me as much like the roster building. Like, yeah, that, you know, that it sucks and we're in a crappy situation, but I'm more frustrated by like, by the coaching and the rotations and the, like the decisions that, that Jason Kidd's making, like, like you've been saying, like, we're not running an offense. Like, even when we give Christian with the ball, it seems like it's a lot like, all right, here you go. Here's the ball. Now do something. Oh no, you didn't do something. You know, that's why we don't play him. It's like, that's look, right. no, one's, no one's saying he's like an all NBA guy, right? Like we're, he's one of the only guys that can actually do something. Like, why don't we, or do we not have any kind of offense whatsoever? Like, what? I, I don't think so. Like, we have a, like, a, we have some neat post-up options. Yeah, that's, <sighs> it just, yeah, the whole thing just doesn't, it, it, that's really my biggest frustration, right? It's like, I, you know, it's like kind of almost like, you know, like where you get mad at, you know, like you get mad at your kid when they don't try, you know, their best, or it's like, dude, it's okay. Yes. You, you, no, if you, if you lose the game or if you miss a shot, I'm upset because, you're not playing to your fullest potential. That's how I feel about the team overall. I understand. Like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not mad we're losing or it's like I'm mad we're losing and we're not playing to our fullest potential. And that also doesn't give us an opportunity to have an accurate portrayal of what the team actually is at its best to then know what we need to add via trade or off season to try and fix it. Sure. I well, I mean, that's why it's like, I understand if, if people are like, oh, we just need to give Nico more time, yada, yada, yada. Because they did inherit a tough situation. But I am... The, the moves made so far, I, I disagree with Ruben, for example. I don't think they understand or care. Like, I think they dis... Like, they understood how they got to the Western Conference Finals. But they did not... It's like, well, that that still wasn't the way they wanted to play. So we're going to go build a team based on how we want to play, regardless of whether it'll work or not. And honestly, dirty secret, he's trying to rebuild the 2020 Lakers. 2020 Lakers were a were a clown fraud of a, of a champion. No one is going to remember that team. Uh, like Dwight Howard fouled the shit out of everybody, and Anthony Davis shot 43% from three. Like the Nuggets were this close to beating them outside of a garbage three-point attempt. Uh, from Anthony Davis that went down. Otherwise, it's like, I, I just, you're not rebuilding a team that just fouls everybody to death and, and um, plays like, cause not, like, Luca's not that guy. It's like you have a generational talent, build around him, build to his strengths. Also, maybe, maybe consider bringing in players that can challenge his ball dominance. Like, I know that he might want to play this way. I get it. But they have to figure out a different means of, of making some of this work. Just because it, I, I'm not sure if this is sustainable in the long run. I mean, I kind of hope it is because I, I kind of, I kind of enjoy watching Luca go nuts. But it's just, it, it's got to be both that and winning basketball. No, I agree. I completely agree. I guess that that goes on to my next uh, thing I wanted to touch on is, is what do you think about? 
Um, you know, I don't know if I've like, I've heard some other people talk about trying to get the best players on the team to know when it's time to take over the game mm. and try and you're right, teach them that skill where I'd be curious if, if kind of like, you know, if you start wood and, you know, in place of Powell and you, you try, you tell Luca, it's like, all right, the first quarter or goal is to get everybody involved, yeah. you know, try and get Dinwiddie going, try and get wood going, let, you know, Dorian and Reggie, you know, get open shots, whatever. We need you to get them involved, make sure everybody's touching the ball, and then fourth quarter, it's your time because we need you sure. to bring us home. That's what that's what James Harden did with the Nets in that first year until he got hurt with his hamstring. Okay. So, yeah, so, so I so that, that would be like – and I feel like that, that's obviously back on coaching where I feel like all my complaints go back on coaching, whereas I guess other teams you can complain about coaching the – Differences that they have a roster that can make up for. Oh sure, yeah, right. right, yeah, right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, that's where the kids' stuff I think is only going to grow louder because it's not like they're it's they don't really do anything different. Um, it was weird because you know, kid made that comment about how Luca's not going to make it to Christmas with how they're playing, and they proceeded yeah. to do nothing differently. Yeah, nothing. Well, yeah, and that's why I feel you know you just banging your head on the wall and and you're like there's this other guy Christian Wood he's the only guy that can actually do something yes he's not perfect yes he has all these warts but we don't have the luxury of not playing him (laughs) yeah I agree and he seems to think we do yeah and that's kind of my biggest frustration like we don't we don't have talent enough outside of the team outside of Christian Wood to be treating him like he's our eighth best player or like a Jamal Crawford kind of whatever six man off the bench so yep but all right, just want to say thanks. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you have a good day. And also, my wife wanted to tell you thank you for doing these because now I stopped talking. Because you don't, you talk to me about it instead of her. Yeah. See, that's why I started doing these. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, man. All right, take care. Have a good thanks. day. I love it. Uh, Harris, you've been waiting a while. Sorry about that. How you doing? Hey, Kurt. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for stopping by again. Yeah, no problem. Um, so I'm wondering about Reggie Bullock. Like, even if he gets as good as he was in the playoffs last year, by the end of the year, he's on expiring next year. Even if we can't trade him for anybody and get like a star back, is it worth extending someone who is not good at the two things he does for like half the year? And we need more people who can actually like drive the ball. It's <laughs> a good question because when he's playing really well, it's such a well-oiled piece where you're like, man, this guy's so important. But then when he's done what he's done this far into the season, it's – I mean, we are having the same conversation at this point last year. We're like, why do we sign this guy? This is another offseason bust. I, I just – I don't know. That is a great question because I'd be curious on what selling high on Bullock looks like. Because he doesn't yeah. – like, he's $5 million guaranteed next year. Like, that's a steal. Yeah. That's – yeah, you could easily get something – like, throw him in, like, a package or something yeah. if we're throwing in all our picks and everything. And that's probably like the best case scenario. And I mean, like same thing with like Dinwiddie. He's a, he's unguaranteed too. But like, we got to get something big if we're throwing away like our second best player too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I know we've been wanting like more Luca uh, screening for the ball, and with him and Dinwiddie, they tried it this game, and Luca is so bad at rolling. Like he he barely set a screen, run like an inch in, and then went back out to try to get the ball again. And it's just yeah. like I. I I don't know like what kind of offense they're running, or if like Powell only gets minute gets minutes because he's like the only person on the team who can set a good screen, or like I I don't know like what they're gonna do with all this. 
And that's where it's just like, like, is he bad or is he being lazy? He's too good of a basketball player. He he knows how rolling ought to work. I, I saw some of that. That was maddening. Yeah, definitely. He just like it's not what he's comfortable doing yet. So it's gonna be uh, Ruben. He's talking. Sorry, not Ruben. He's talking about trading picks once we're out from under the Knicks. Uh, the the Knicks pick this summer. That's what that's what Harris means. He doesn't mean right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, no, sorry. we can't do it now. Like, there's no. That, yeah. that would just digger dig us bigger in a hole. Yeah, but so yeah, I, I like, saw like nine all caps messages from my man Ruben. Just needed to answer him. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, yeah, but like. That's about it. Like, it's it's gonna be a take of medicine here. I mean, even if we do well, I don't. The, the roster is constructed. We, I mean, we've seen that this isn't like a team that's gonna be consistently good. Yeah. And just because we rely so much on three point variance too. I mean, like the Celtics were really hot tonight. Yeah, we didn't even we talk about that. They shot fifty yeah. percent from three and one by twelve. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's how it goes sometimes. But like, if you construct your roster to be on three point shooting then, like, you're going to get games like this. Like, even last year when we were good, every, like, four games, you'd be like, oh, we just didn't, like, make our shots, so we got destroyed by, like, the Knicks, or we lost the playoff game to, like, I think there was, like, that game three in the Warriors where we were, Luca, Luca was doing amazing. We lost by, like, nine because three, like, Raxi, Reggie, and uh, Dorian couldn't hit a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, like, even at its best, it's, like, this roster is, is pretty limited. It is. Well, thanks for yeah. hanging out tonight. All right, we got a few couple more people, and then we'll get out of Dodge. Tyron, welcome. Sorry to make you wait so long. Um, uh, it's all good. Uh, before I add my two cents, I want to wish everybody a very happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Kirk, I'm tired of having these conversations. <laughs> 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 it's just, it's 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 maddening um, at this point. Uh. On so many different levels, uh, I'm just gonna start like just from the top down. Like something needs to change. This is this is this is absolutely crazy, and it doesn't make any sense. And it, you know we're the laughing stock of the NBA right now. It is it's ridiculous. It, it really is. Um, Not quite there. A couple more losses, and we might be. I feel like we're already there, Kurt. <laughs> when your superstar gets on national television. And says that we're known as the team that loses when superstars aren't. That's that's pretty laughable. I feel like we're already there. That that was embarrassing. Uh, you know, and he, he, Reggie Bullock. <sighs> Jesus Christ! Like, do we really need to sit here and wait for like December or no, whatever month he decides to wake up every year for you to like show up and start playing basketball? And it's not even guaranteed. That's not a good look. Uh, the whole Christian Wood thing is embarrassing. Clearly, he's our second best player on the roster right now, and he's in some kind of weird. I don't know what's going on with him and Jason. He's Kidd. trying to win. Have you been following any of the post game quotes from Kid and from Wood? No, because I, I want to keep my sanity. No, I don't. Oh, it's, it's it's like it's I'm trying to think how to describe it because. It's it's like he and Kid are, are uh, engaging in a bit of a proxy war where they probably, I'm sure they've talked about this, but then again, maybe they haven't. But either way, Wood is basically doing his best to smile and letting his eyes do the speaking, if that makes any sense. <laughs> in total um, sense. <laughs> and whereas Kid is like, 
well, we're looking into this. You know, we always sit and talk about these things. Maybe we'll make it. It's like just basically because I don't know if you guys have followed. Like I've been really kicking the shit out of his postgame practice press conferences where he just he says nothing. He talks in circles and he does it again in postgame. Like Carlisle was such a different guy where he would take things on his chest to a fault. Where he'd be like, this one's on me when we lose. And kid gets up there and he's like, well, got to figure out what what somebody can do different. <laughs> it's so weird. And that's it's so embarrassing. So I mean, again, from a from a national standpoint, we got that going on. We have an incompetent coach. Uh, for once, you know, we let a young guy actually get some heat and show what he's got. And uh, Green is starting to show up now. Hopefully, they do the right thing, and he doesn't get traded to a team that bites us in the ass in the second part of the year, like <laughs> usually happens. Uh, I'm just, I'm just tired of it all, I, and I, I'm really willing to kind of give some of these guys that Ruben was throwing out there a chance. I I don't care what anybody says in the comments. I would I'd much rather see McKinley Wright or Jay Nardi uh, play and get some heat in the NBA instead. Of I get why you like to see it. I do. I, why really, not? I, I just I I think if they do that, they're telling Luca that the season's over. I mean, from Luca's body language and stuff tonight, I kind of feel like he knows the season's over already. So yeah, you know, does, yeah. he, he what are we mean. doing? Just, I, I, just blow it up and 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 get some. And I know the, the thing that pisses me off the most about the Dallas Mavericks organization, they have this thing where they like a guy, they keep him whether he can play basketball or not. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love uh, Dwight Powell too. You know what I mean? But it's time for him to go. I love, uh, you know, a bunch of guys on this roster. I'm not going to say because I don't want to get the comments already flamed up enough. But it's a lot of guys on the team that have been here. They did their thing and it's time for them to go. And we need to get some guys in here uh, because that's just part of the business. You move guys around and the, the, the name of the game is to win. We're not focused on winning at all. It's about the the, you know, having all your buddies and the guys that you fuck that it's the NBA it's basketball. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm ready to win. I'm tired of having these conversations. I'm tired of, of, of being embarrassed wearing my no Mavericks Jersey out in public. It, it's, 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 it's bad. It's, it's time for a change. It really is. Well, good thing we're going to get more of the same. Aren't you excited? <laughs> oh, goody. <laughs> Anyways, that's all I got, Kirk. Y'all have a good night. All right. You too. All right. Krishna, what's up, buddy? Sorry to make you wait so long. Give Krishna a second. He hasn't hit the mute button yet, so that's half the battle. Man, I said we weren't going to talk that long. It's been 90 minutes. I don't think I'm going to get to watch Andor tonight, folks. Don't think it's happening. Krishna, you there? All right, I'm going to boot you. Uh, Harold, what's up, buddy? You might be the last one if your audio will work. Give Harold a second, see if he can figure it out. Maybe he didn't mean to uh, join the stage. Nope, didn't mean to. It's okay. Guys, I'm tired. 90 minutes in. I think we got to call this one tonight. We'll be back on uh, Saturday. They play an early afternoon game, which is interesting. Um, Maybe we'll get to talk early again. I like these early ones. I want to thank you all so much for spending part of your day with me. Uh, I want to thank you for coming and, you know, being a part of Mavs Moneyball, being a part of these uh, group therapies and Mavs parties, I have a great time. Uh, they are therapeutic. They are they they make me take this not as seriously as I used to, which I think is good for everyone. 
Um, please uh, go. I hope you all enjoy it. For those uh, stateside, uh, please enjoy your day tomorrow. For those around the world who are listening to this and wondering how Americans can somehow be more, like eat more food and be more ridiculous, well, we have a holiday for that, and I love it. So uh, we will talk soon. Everybody have a great day, and uh, go Mavs.